Hey everybody and welcome back to Local Feed Show. On this episode, we sat down with our guest, Yasmin Khatir. She is an award-winning business and marketing strategist, psychologist and TEDx speaker. She has been featured in over 50 media platforms and even won a CV award for Young Female Women of the Year, as well as the World of Difference Award from the International Alliance of Women. In 2014, was named one of Cosmopolitan magazine's fun, fearless females, and have done speaking gigs all over the world, including TEDx in Barcelona in 2013. And the list does go on. There's so many tips and words of wisdom from her that we're so excited to share them with you. On this episode,、uh, we talk about self worth, why it's harder for women to talk about money,、uh, what is the one percent success rule. I mean, how to go about it, or what what does it even mean? Some tips on how to get started on an idea that has been on your mind, the importance of being very clear on what you want to do, and why sales and money is not a dirty word. So、uh, before we get to it, if you want to support us, there are a few ways you can do so. Share an episode with your friends. Check out our YouTube channel, Spotify, and iTunes. So without further ado, remember be bold and stay inspired. Here is Yasmin Carter. First met you when my sister introduced. I don't know why they still remember this. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so okay, so、uh, my sister introduced me to you. <laughs> I remember the story very vividly. And then you asked me what did I do, right? And I was like, because I'm I'm an introvert, so I'm pretty shy about things, and I don't like to, you know, like you know, like be boastful and stuff. So I was like,、mm-hmm. then you said something. What did you say? Do you remember what you said? I said like, if you're, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was about like if you have a shop and you're paying the rent and you have tires to pay for. And you're not sharing with the whole world why you do what you do, then you're mis- people are missing out on it.、Yep. And in the end of the day, like even if you're an introvert, you have to stand for the vision that you're you're actually holding versus, oh, so scared why, like don't want don't want. Yes, that's true. And on that day, I got schooled. I really got schooled, as in, <laughs> I, 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 no, you're not because <laughs> that that moment, th- I think that was like two or two two years ago, right? That that moment, the the sentence that you told me, right? It made a big difference. Every time I was shy, I didn't want to say what I do, you know, with with you know, with content. I I mean, I love to do the things that I do, right? But the thing is, sometimes I'm shy, so I was like, I remember your words. I swear, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> And every single time, my sister will always get back to me. Like like she would literally tell me, remember if you're shy, remember what Yasmin said. And then I was like. Yeah, because、oh, high five. Yeah, because music. I mean, these are the things, and I'm very. I mean, that's partly the reason why I wanted to, you know, learn more about you. Because I don't know, I've, I've, I've kind of googled you because Google is everything, right? <laughs> I read about you, but I wanted to just have like a, a deeper conversation with you in a sense that um, if you share with me, share with us, what do you do and and. Um, so I just started a company called the Sales Story Method. Okay. And what I'm doing is I'm helping tiny business owners master the psychology in order to sell their service.、Mm-hmm. So what you talked about in terms of the fact that like oh I'm shy I'm not showing myself I'm not being seen that's typically like a lot of it is not realizing some of your own psychological barriers that are holding you back.、Mm-hmm. Whether it's like I'm not I feel like I'm an imposter I feel like a fraud I feel like 
uh, I shouldn't. I should be like, oh well, like this is who I am. Versus in reality, like, yeah, those things are still who you are. But there needs to be an element of having people know about what you do, or else it's sort of like you're not doing anything. Yeah. Like people are gonna be like, oh, I wanted to have that, that kind of food, and then I never got to try it. Yeah. Or I wanted to work out and with this kind of environment or this kind of values, and I can't find it. Mm-hmm. Right? All these things that people are struggling with problems all the goddamn time. Like. Sales for me is not a dirty word. It's a beautiful thing because people want the problem solved mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay, so you said something about sales being a dirty word. It's not a dirty word. Yeah, it's, uh, sorry, it's not a dirty word. Apologies. So you know when it comes to money, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you need to make money, right, in order for you to run that business and stuff. But why is it that we're very shy about asking for money or you know talking about sales? So also money is not a dirty word. Okay. I have like a whole manifesto about that. Okay. I'll share this with you okay. afterwards. But I think it is like for women specifically, it's much harder. Okay. Um, and it's because we're always told like, oh yeah, like things like when you're growing, I'm not sure about you, but like money does not grow on trees or, you know, money is hard to come by. Um, oh, don't ask for too much. It's not, it's very rude, mm-hmm. right? So we end up having all these stories about money that actually are fake. They're completely fake, okay. right? With money, you can actually give more, you can do more, you can create a bigger impact. Like money is actually a super powerful enabler. Mm-hmm. But instead of learning that message when we were a kid, we learned the fact that money is bad, money is evil. People who are rich are bad people. Like, you know, <laughs> you're laughing, right? But you've, you definitely heard those stories, okay. right? And we hear them and we just think like, oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, there probably is a couple. But there are also some that are wonderful philanthropists mm-hmm. who use money as an enabler to solve like, world problems. Um, so I think that's kind of where the root comes from, is to understand like where does that stem? Okay. Like internally, what those stories are that make up what those things are. Um, and then also just realizing like how to use money. Okay. I think there's a big gap for most women in terms of knowing that like how to look at money and also how to look at dreams, mm-hmm. right? And money and dreams are sort of like the same. Like I'm going to the Arctic in June mm-hmm. on expedition and it's expensive. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's $20,000. Like at the end of the day, like that's money that needs to be paying for this expedition, right? Okay. So. I think a lot of times it's just really about knowing how to manage money and how to look at money as like no emotions but this quantifiable like hey I want to impact 100 lives this year. What does that actually mean? Or I want to be able to um, maintain a certain lifestyle and make sure that I'm protected, having health insurance, having a roof over my head. Basic things for you to be able to show up and do the work that you're supposed to do. If you don't have like a space like this for like a gym. Um, how many people can you help? Like you can go on the streets, but at one point it's just like it gets really hot. Singaporeans complain. Uh, you know, it's like, oh well, whatever. Yeah. Versus you having a space where everything is there, and then people who are, you know, like your audience are, are Muslim women, it becomes easier for them to come and not feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. working out because they have a safe, comfortable space yeah. that's designed for them, yeah. right? Um, and if you don't have the money, you can't cover the cost of helping that and making that happen. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's literally the breakdown of why we need money. And in the sense that it, it kind of like helps everything yeah. that goes by. Okay. Um, self-worth. As in, you know what I mean? As in, how much is asking too much? Let's say, okay, you're doing consultant work in that sense, right? So, you know, sometimes, how do we, how do we put the self-worth? How do we put the value of our services or, or what we can provide or what we can, you know, do with our skills to help others self-worth I mean it's a very tricky thing yeah. I feel <laughs> so yeah so how what advice or in your opinion how does I mean how does one approach that I, I think there's a, one issue which is self-worth another issue is not understanding how much goes into doing a service okay so I, I made a video last week about this and I, I made fun of myself okay so the first time I ever sold a coaching package to a client um that's probably 22 23 
It was like I had a job, it was my side project. I didn't know how to price, right? So someone wants to work with me, I'm like, okay, cool. Like every session would cost 30 bucks and then like 10 would be 300. Sold the package, she was ecstatic, I was ecstatic. And then a friend of mine brought up, oh, Yasmin, like, she's a lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, Yasmin, first of all, she's not impressed my number. She's like, 300 bucks for 10 sessions, that's crazy. Okay. Uh, so she's like, oh, so when you meet a client, like, do you prepare before you meet a client? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, how much time? Like, 60 to maybe two hours, depending on what the client needs, okay. and I'll make things to get them ready. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do you have to go and visit the client? Are you doing it online? Or are you doing it face-to-face? -face? And I'm like, no, I'm doing face-to-face. -face. This is before, like, the web for, like, <laughs> having calls would be, like, so common, right? So I was just like, okay, how long does it take to get to the place? I'm like, oh, about five minutes. It's like, do you buy them a drink? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, how much does it cost? Five, ten bucks. And she's like, I guess you have to come back home. I'm like, of course. I'm like, she's totally getting how this pricing thing works, right? And then she's like, oh, um, and then when you go back, you have to wrap up the session. You have to make notes for them and give it to them. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, okay. So we're talking about six to nine hours per one hour session. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, the guy at McDonald's makes more than you, right? <laughs> right? You take away the 30 bucks, the five, 10 bucks for coffee. You've got 20 bucks left. You're spending nine hours. I'm only paid $2 an hour. Mm -hmm. Like most times we don't quantify how much things cost. Mm -hmm. So we say that we have low stuff worth, but actually we don't know how we're to price. Yeah. That's the really problem. Yes. Once you know how to price, you're like, oh, actually, like, that was dumb. <laughs> like, maybe I'm not worth two bucks an hour. <laughs> like, already if I had a job, I, like, at the time I was getting paid, um, like, I did my numbers. Mm -hmm. I took my salary, divided the number of hours I go to work, I made $23 an hour. So I charged 30, because 30 was like a lot. But I didn't count this, the eight other hours that I was also working. Yeah to get that service done. That's true. Yeah, we're just like, okay, can. Okay. Um, so I think a lot of times with even, uh, with whatever profession you're doing, it's just to realize like how much it does take to do not a normal service, an exceptional service, mm -hmm. right? Because you can be like everyone else, but if you want to be the best, the best at something, yeah. you need to realize, oh, what does my client actually need? Like, what do I have to do for them to help them get the results that they want to get? Mm -hmm. Whether it's in health, whether it's in um, websites, whether it's in copy, whether it's in video, whatever it is, it's just to know that, hey, like, so what it takes to actually make it happen. Okay. But the, <coughs> excuse me, getting the sweet spot, that's the hard part, right? Because, yeah. you know, I mean, if you, you price too, too high, people might not want might not want the service right but if price too low then you're kind of like you know giving yourself the like again you mentioned yeah. about you know giving that time and stuff so in I mean in your opinion on the advice is it is it about uh, testing the ground trial and error to get it right because sometimes yeah what, what do you think I, know, I look at it as um, like levels of like going up the ladder mm -hmm. so for me 300 bucks at the time I was super ecstatic okay. right and then when I realized that I was like I still didn't feel that comfortable so I put 500 bucks so it's not about pricing extremely high price at the very beginning when you haven't got that track record. Mm -hmm. You could just start off small, but then make it sure that every time you have a new client, you just slowly add, slowly add. Okay. And touch like your appetite of risk because if you're not like so gung-ho about going crazy, mm -hmm. don't. You're gonna feel like a fraud, you're gonna feel like an imposter, you're gonna feel like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Versus like just taking incremental baby steps to get better, mm -hmm. um, which is why I, I love the 1% success rule, right? Mm -hmm. If you get 1% better every single day, you're gonna be huge change in, in the end of the year. Okay. Versus like trying to do like 10,000 steps on day one when you can't even walk 1,000 steps a day. Like, it's just not gonna happen. Like, you're gonna be like, I give up, done. <laughs> Barriers for me to do this is too hard. <laughs> I quit, right? Okay, yeah, that's true. Okay, you mentioned that. I wanted to ask you about 
the gone cycling. I mean, I was watching the TED talk. So what? <laughs> I mean, I I know I know what why why you did what you do, but if you would share with us, why did that? Why do you want to do that gone gone cycling and yeah yeah. So <clears throat> like. People are often shocked that when they discovered that I was actually very shy as a kid. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like talking to people. I still don't like talking to people. I like I like to like my own personal space. Um, but I think there was a trigger point when I realized at one point that I had all these dreams. I read a lot of books, and to make those dreams happen, you have to tell people what you want to make happen. Like you can't just like wake up and then fast forward. You're seventy and like oh my life was wonderful. You have to actually say what those wonderful things are, and you're gonna mess up, and that's okay. So at the time, um, my dad had just passed away, mm-hmm. uh, and my dad was an exceptional man. Um, and I remember asking him he had cancer. I'm like, you know the bucket list? Yes, the bucket list. So it came up. I'm like, Poppy, what do you want to do? And he looks at me like, I've done it all. Okay. Right. And I remember hearing it, and I was like, 21, and I was just like, what a stubborn man. Just tell me the freaking answer, so I can be like that good daughter, and I can get you whatever you want. But then, as like after a couple of years after he passed away, I realized, you know, if tomorrow was my last day, or next month was my last year, month, or next year is my last year, could I say, I've done it all? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't. I didn't even know what what having it all was. Like it didn't even make sense to me what having it all was. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a result of that, I was like looking for it, and just by again, life is all about coincidences. Um, there was these four women who did this mountain bike race in East Timor okay. for charity, and they raised money for like medicine. And I got really inspired, and I was like, "Oh wow! Like, I could do that too. Like, that sounds like something like, I could do." Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that actually meant. Huh? Like, I just like, you know, can I like just cycle, right? How hard? The gangho, gangho moment. Right? It's like, okay, yes, it's like the moment of insanity. I always call it. Um, and uh, like, it was discovered like on a on a like a trip to go to like. Gunang Agong, which is like in Johor, mm-hmm. to climb a mountain because okay. I was climbing Kota Kinabalu. Just yeah. like all these, like you get all these uncomfortable, like small little steps, and all of a sudden you're like doing big little steps. Yeah. Um, so we we did this race, and not only the race, but we did this race to raise money for women in East Timor. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my job was so uninspiring, so I'm like, okay, let me raise what my salary was in charity. Mm-hmm. So then I feel like at least like you know. I made some kind of impact, okay. um, and that's kind of how the story happened. Okay. Yeah. So back then you were were okay. So back then you were with a corporate uh, with a corporate job, a company, yeah. a big company, right? I mean, if if I, I googled you and then it's like you you are featured <laughs> in so many things. I mean, I won't list it down, but what made you change that uh, route, or or you had that aha moment, or you had that moment of clarity that you wanted to do something else? Um, so I'm actually like very not risk taker. Like people okay. think that I am, but I'm not. Okay. So what I ended up doing is like when I started doing that, and I realized, wow, that I can just on the side of my job. Okay. Like what else could I do? Um, and then after doing that, I realized that because where I was before the mountain bike race is I was so uninspired. So I'm like, how can I help other people who are uninspired in their work get more inspired? Mm-hmm. Uh, did that on the side. So I had like side ikka coming in, side hustle. Okay. I'm all about a side hustle. <laughs> Right for everything, just to the side hustle. <laughs> okay. Because then you get to explore if you actually want to do it, versus actually j- quitting your job and like following your passion. It's pretty like most of the time we dream the passion versus actually wanting yeah. to do the passion. Yeah. Um, so I was actually making quite decent money. I was making half of my salary. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh wow, like I got like half my salary in my this thing that I actually like doing. Like, should I just quit what I'm doing and just do this? Yeah. And if I spent all my time, mm-hmm. then I could definitely replace my salary. Um, but my mom and my aunt were a bit worried. They're like, "Oh yeah, you know, maybe you should go to business school. You're too young to be in business." Like, 
you're also like a 23 year old like career coach like who the hell are you to give career advice like and it's just like okay so then I went to business school and then got sidetracked and then went back doing coaching and sales consultancy but it all happens not because you know from day one it all happens because it's like an immersion of like things that you discover things that you screwed up on things that you needed help on and then you help people solve those problems yeah true so you after that you went on to after gone cycling you raised the funds and then you went to you started a company or you co-founded a company which is the VSS oh no no so before that I was um, I went to business school in Spain okay and then uh, I ended up it's a really random set of my life um, working in an Islamic finance center okay right I speak Arabic I speak Malay so it's kind of a useful language set okay not even fluently but like whatever (laughs) good enough Uh, (laughs) but like and then this lady's like oh like do you want to work for me I'm like sure just a couple of months so I did three months Three months became a year. Mm-hmm. And then again, I was still doing the coaching on the side. Okay. So still never like, never just like jumping something that's yeah. new. I was building my brand, all these different things. So I did the coaching thing for about two years. And then I came back to Singapore and then launched my v- the VS Story, which okay. is like a storytelling agency that would help brands sell better stories through video content. Okay. Which, you, I mean, okay, then you mentioned that you would, you're, you start, you're starting your own company, yeah. which is the agency. Yeah. Okay. How long ago was it TED Talk? Was it probably seven years ago seven now? Okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you've 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 done it all, <laughs> kinda, right? No, that's the thing. Like, there's no like one standard. Mm. Like, everyone has their own standard. So some people like will say, "Oh yeah, well, like you're so lucky." I'm like, no, you have to decide what it is for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I have friends who really wanted to um, like have families so they have three kids right mm-hmm. and for me that's their version of, I've done it all mm-hmm. right they also want to do more but that's kind of where they are right now so I think it really depends on like what is it for you like do you want to um, you know, get better at a hobby do you want to do a side project do you want to whatever that may be there's like no right or wrong answer just yeah, like whatever sure. that's on your list yeah so that was on your I mean you had you had you created your own bucket list in that sense right yeah. in that way okay in your TED talk you said something which um, um, if you want something, you'll make it happen, mm. right? I mean, the thing is, it's always easier said than done, right? As in, if to start something, it's always easier said than done, right? But how does how does one go through that barrier? I mean, we have conversations with people who have big dreams or things that they want to start and stuff like. But sometimes they just, you know, they they have this big brick wall in front of them. Yeah. So I mean. What what would your advice or your wise wisdom? So I think if you want something, you can still make it happen. Mm-hmm. I just think the blocks that come along the way mm-hmm. are the first thing you need to be very clear what you want. Mm-hmm. Like most people will have like these half baked ideas, and they're like, oh yeah, I kind of want to do this. I'm like, okay, but like let's kind of flesh it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And most of the people don't want to flesh it out. They kind of just want to say, oh yeah, that was so cool. Oh yeah, that was my idea. It's done already. Like I'm reading right now the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah, okay. And she's like, yeah, like, people ask her what Eat, Pray, Love. So that's my idea. I was like, yeah, but you didn't write it. Like I, I'm the one who ended up writing it. So that's the first thing. Like not being clear, like what it is you want to do. Mm-hmm. Second block that I see is people also being confused about how to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think in our brains, we like to like under, underestimate how much time things take. We're just like, okay, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to be a rock star from day one. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. It is probably very unlikely. It will take you most likely four times longer than whatever you have in your mind. Okay. People typically quit before the four times longer <laughs> happens because in our mind, we're just like not clear. Like, you know, we, we do things in the wrong order. Like we, especially in business, people like we set up a business card, register, like, yeah, that's all these things are nice. But like the first job is to get a client. Like that's your first job in business. But instead of doing that, people want to do 
the other stuff and they're like why isn't it working okay. um, the third thing as well is not realizing the barriers to actually getting it done mm -hmm. so the barriers might be getting the right kind of information right and most people in your network or somebody you know will know somebody who mm -hmm. can tell you what you have to do okay. right but we don't like to like put ourselves out there and get those things in place so when people say that they can't get something done it's like yeah but like is it because you're clear um, is it because you know how to get there do you really actually want it like you know I'm sure in the fitness world people say oh, I want to get fit and then after like a week they're like actually I want to eat my lemma or like my biryani or my mutabba right like I want to get fit but not that much mm -hmm. like I think it'd be cool if I got fit like I dream about getting fit but I don't really like if it doesn't happen I'm also okay kind of thing okay. so if you don't want it enough you're not going to get it and then the last thing is just the barriers to be able to um understand like what, what you have to get to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I mean at, at the end, it, does it, I mean I believe that it's also about mental strength, right? Because the mental strength is the one that's going to get you through those those days of no, those days of you know, oh, oh shucks, what's, what's going to happen next? Or yeah. you plan something but shit just happens. You know, I think, is, is that, uh, do you agree as a mental, mental strength is one of the things that we have to kind of like, yeah. you know, train our minds to... No, no, for sure. Like one of my best friends was visiting last week and she's like, it's me, like you're like an elastic band. You just bounce, something happens, you come back up again. You bounce, you come back up. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's a cool analogy. Um, <laughs> but I, I think like what just kind of helps me with that is the fact that like I like to walk, I like to go for, for runs. So when I just walk or you go for a run, you realize that you are always in motion. Mm -hmm. So even if it's shitty right now, like, and you're going to have shitty days, you can literally walk a step and you change your world and how you see it. And then you walk some more and you change the way and how you see it. Okay, that's very interesting. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I didn't see it that way, but it, it's actually, that's actually a very interesting analogy of, of the, the running and stopping. You actually see it in a different perspective. Yeah. Okay. And that's like what life is about. Like, it's just like if you feel like you're stuck, then you're not going to move forward. But if you just take a couple of steps, actually you're moving forward. Yeah. And it may not happen the way you want it to, but we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned something about what if money wasn't an obstacle? But, I mean, what do you think of that? I know what you think of that, but if you could share with us, because I think money, is, money has sometimes is an obstacle, right? As in, sometimes we don't know where to get our money or what, okay. In order for us to get started, we need kind of money. Unless, you know, you, know, you come from, you know, rich parents and stuff like that. Most of the days, most of the times, it's, it always ends up with we need money. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think money is an injection people use to not start their, their projects. Mm -hmm. So they're not even like going out there and asking for money, they just don't even start. Okay. So I think they use it as a block before even starting. Um, I think, like we were talking about before this interview started, but like you want to do this project bigger, I gave you the government grants. Mm -hmm. Like I've already given you an access point to get money. Yep. If you don't apply for that, that's nothing to do with the fact that there's no money. You just say, oh yeah, well, I really want, but it's so expensive, how can I do this? Actually, you can do it, like it already exists, mm -hmm. but we make those blocks. Even for like the, the whole fundraising, mm -hmm. like we had a goal of raising $50,000, right? I didn't have that money, you know, I don't, like I was 22, maybe 23, 22 maybe. Um, my friends who were all giving money did not have a lot of money, right? So it's not because like everyone I knew had money to give me this thingy, it's no, it's because of the fact that you were going out there and just focusing on that one kind of goal and then you're just kind of just sharing, 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 sharing. And then you become very creative. Mm -hmm. So even halfway through the, the fundraiser, we didn't raise enough money. So we said, like, let's do a documentary, film it, have a documentary screening so we can have an event and sell um, like fabrics at the event. So all these ideas come to be able to fund something. Mm -hmm. 
So I think it's just about taking the first couple of steps. Like okay. literally, it's, you have a whole marathon to walk, mm-hmm. uh, but just taking those steps in the right direction versus saying, oh, I don't have money. Okay. Because most people will cut out their dreams by saying, I don't have money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Um, because sometimes it's very hard for someone to actually put themselves out there. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, when I first met you, I was afraid to say what I do. Not afraid. I mean, I'm more like, you know, uh, I mean, this is what I do, you know, but I don't say it with like, uh, you know, like I'm proud of it. But the thing is, I decide, I know I'm proud of it. But sometimes people are just afraid to go out there. You know, when you put yourself out there, right, the mistakes and all that, the, I mean, yeah. How, it, it's very hard for a person to, to go, th- to, to want to do that. So what would your, what would you share with us in that yeah. sense like well, I mean take it first step everyone says take a first step right but it's, it's, it's actually easy, uh, it's harder than in, so, in reality like I shared with you earlier I was, yeah. I was really shy as a kid right yeah. so I'm in a student group called Isaac okay um, and in Isaac they help develop young leaders mm-hmm. and I remember my first meeting I must have been like 17, 18 they asked me to stand up and say my name okay and what I study okay I couldn't even say that right so I think it's just about like putting yourself in a space that get challenged. For me, it was just saying my name. Okay. Like, it wasn't even like go and pitch who what you do. It's literally that first step of like standing up and being like, "Hi, my name is Yasmin." That took me like fifteen minutes. Okay. Until the guy was like, "It's okay. We'll try again next week." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, anxiety." <laughs> and then it okay. went from that to going and spending a summer in Estonia running workshops for kids. It took me a month to run a workshop mm-hmm. because I would sit there, stand there, and just stutter. And feel extremely uncomfortable that people were looking at me because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not like people shouldn't look at me like it's just like it's just uncomfortable to be in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. And then from there going like it's just you know like it's not like you become boom from day one. It's just like the small steps. Okay. And that's why I love the one percent rule. If you get better one percent every day, like one percent, you can get better one percent. Like you can do something better one percent, mm-hmm. then you're better at the end of the year much more than you were a year ago. Okay. What about uh, like critics or naysayers? I mean, sometimes the partly the reason why people don't want to put themselves out there is because you know they get all this negativity or feedbacks yeah. that they might not you know um, understand or they might not they feel that oh shucks okay I'm nobody you know people mm. are giving me all these negative feedbacks so or maybe I shouldn't do this because you know it doesn't seem like you know it's it's working out and stuff like yeah. that so yeah I what know. do you what's what's your opinion on that I think you should dump all those friends dump them all. Um, no, no, I'm being dramatic. Okay. Not really, but I am being dramatic. So I think a, a big part of it is um, make sure you have a tribe around you. I think any kind of behavioral change, it's hard. Like we as human beings do not like change. Like we are programmed by flight and fight to just be like, oh, I'm comfortable. I have food. I have shelter. Like yeah. why change? Yeah. Um, but there are people around you who are a little bit insane. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit, not even big insane. They make you think that insane is normal. And then it changes the standard of what is normal, what is not normal. Um, I've been part of different groups for years now. Mm-hmm. So they know me extremely well to the point that like, I'm so scared to go to the meeting sometimes that I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna call me out on my bullshit. Because they, like, you know, they kind of keep you accountable, they push you, they ask you, they, ch- they care about you. Yeah. So if you have everyone in your world who is not giving you that support, yeah. then go make new friends. Like, you can go on meetup, you can go onto different groups, you can find people who are, have the same interests, the same hobbies. Mm-hmm. And people who are like on that journey with you because mm-hmm. that's going to get me more inspired than for example like all the naysayers who are just going to be like party poopers <laughs> the party poopers <laughs> of the group yeah I mean yeah but sometimes it's a bit hard as in because then they're, they're, they're your friends that 
they, they might be your friends who like are there for you from the beginning but then somehow your journeys don't meet and stuff so you just yeah. gotta be brave enough to like hey look you know yeah okay and I think the hard part as well is that at least for me personally I always wanted to make all my friends like do stuff that they wanted to do mm-hmm. like I was just like oh but you can do it too and at one point you can't be people's cheerleader unless they want to have those change happen mm-hmm. so it's also about accepting that people are also on their own journey mm-hmm. and you cannot pull them along with you if they don't want to go there. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think that's also important to realize. And there's, again, there's no right way of living life. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was watching this talk by Ashton Kutcher. Ashton? Ashton Kutcher? I love him. <laughs> anyway, he had been talking about the speech at the Teens Award. Right? Okay. It came up like yesterday in my Facebook feed. Um, and he was talking about how, like, you were always told this advice that, um, you know, the world is in a certain way. You have to get a certain kind of job and do whatever and live by the rules of the world. But like the people who made the rules are people like you and me. Like there's people who decided, actually, I like these rules better than these rules. Yeah. And that's all that it is, right? So yeah. it's up to us to kind of design those rules and build a life that we want to have mm-hmm. uh, and show up doing those things that we want to do. Yeah. Okay. That's very awesome. I mean, that's very interesting advice because, yeah, sometimes it can be hard and you just got to be a little braver. I a little guess. bit. Only 1%. Yeah, yeah 1%. Only 1%. 1%. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you about your, your expedition that you're fundraising this yeah. June, right? Yeah. So, why, why, do you, why did you decide to embark on that? Yeah, so this is kind of like a full circle thing because okay. um, I discovered this guy, Robert Swan, mm-hmm. when I was 17. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. I read about him. I was like, this guy's insane. Like how cool? Okay, hang on. In case, in case we don't know, I mean, in case those people who don't know who Robert Swan is, if you can. Let yeah. Me. So Robert Swan is um, an explorer expeditioner yeah. who decided to, who's the first guy in history to walk to the North and the South Pole. Yeah. Now he just happened when he's walking to the North Pole, the South Pole, he walked into the hole in the ozone layer. Mm-hmm. Right. NASA had discovered it. He walked under it. He shows up. His eye color changes. Uh, his skin melted. Mm-hmm. Right, because of the, the, the massive rays, mm-hmm. and you don't have to be a genius to discover like this is not how the world should go down, like this is not normal yeah. kind of thing. So, he ended up launching something called 2041, which is a foundation to create awareness about like the poles and how climate change is actually affecting the whole world, mm-hmm. right? And a, a small summit, like summary of it, is like if we have the, the poles melting, yeah. you have water levels rising, and water levels rising, you have temperature of the ocean changing, yeah. you have corals dying. Corals are actually part of the thing of having us to have oxygen to breathe, yep. right? So it's all interconnected. And we didn't know this, but we were like, oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's so wet the poles melt. Yeah. No, <laughs> we die, we lose it's the fish, we lose our ex- oxygen, yeah. like it's a whole thing. Um, so I discovered that when I was 17 and I didn't have any money, so I used it as an excuse, right? I didn't have any money, I applied for the scholarship, didn't get it, I applied again, didn't get it. My friend got it, okay. very proud of her, okay. uh, but I didn't get it. And I was just like, okay, whatever, like, not for me, okay. move on. Um, and then last year, I was feeling a bit uninspired and then on Instagram, on Insta stories, okay. his face comes up. <laughs> he was like speaking at an event and I was just like, oh my gosh, like it's Robert. Like Robert is there. Like who would have thought 15 years later he'd come yeah. back in my life. Um, and it was on my mind for like a month and I was just like, oh maybe, like, maybe it's a sign, like yeah. maybe I should take it. So I applied, I got it um, again. The money is still a lot of money, yeah. um, but it's like fuck it. Like I, I can just I can just raise the money. Like it's not a big deal. Like um, so right now I'm going in June. I okay. raise a quarter of it, okay, and then just continuing to kind of promote it, uh, approaching also some companies that can hopefully, hopefully sponsor it as well. Okay, so it's just about like it doesn't mean it doesn't happen at 17 because it was too com- uncomfortable for me then, but at like 33 it's a bit more comfortable for mm-hmm. me. 
So the whole thing is to realize that just don't compare yourself to someone's like middle of their journey. Compare yourself to where you are yesterday. Yeah, I think I guess everyone has their own path, as in the right moments where they, they yeah. need to. Okay. Gonna ask you something about. I mean, okay, so you're going, you're going in June. So you're going to do a documentary about it by yourself, or no? Sorry. So it started off with like a small little documentary. Okay. Um, and now we're also looking for funding to do a full-blown eight-part series about climate change. Okay. So again, like, something starts like, oh, cool, and then something like, oh, I want to work with you on this, and then it becomes a whole lot bigger than yeah. you yeah. initially signed up for. Okay. Um, so but that's how life happens. So you're doing it on your own, or someone else is going to be with no, you? No, so I'll be uh, filming on my own, and okay. then we're going to be filming across Asia, different okay. markets, and then we're going to put them all together and edit it together. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, what what do you? I mean, I don't know. As in, you you mentioned your TED talk, right, about starting something. So every t- I realize as I'm sitting down with you, you're always starting something. Mm. Is it because you you are sometimes when you get uninspired, you just want to like you know take a step back and just you know just ignite your your, I don't know, your emotions a bit? I don't know. Is it, is it you always, I mean... So, th- there's a beautiful analogy that I, I got to discover last year. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of forest bathing? No. So, it's Japanese thing. You walk in the forest and you okay. just like look at nature and like you walk like super, okay. super slow. Like, okay. I walk 3,000 steps in like four hours. Like, super, 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 super slow. Right? Okay. And what was beautiful is that we had to watch a river, and the river, like, again, not a river, like a little small stream, stream. Okay. Uh, and it, for like 20 or 30 minutes, I'm watching this stream, and I realized sometimes life, um, it goes really fast, like sometimes the river goes really fast, it just kind of, sometimes it gets very calm. Mm-hmm. So for me, I realized that whenever it gets calm, I enjoy the calm, mm-hmm. and then at one point, I'm like, okay, the river's going to start again, so what's going to review the river? Okay. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Because you mentioned that you, you, I mean, you're you're a shy person, but I think along the way, I feel that you've you've kind of like bloomed in a sense. I don't know. It's very interesting to 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 hear your. Yeah, but I think the problem is people think that you have to be extroverted or introverted. Mm -hmm. I think like you just need to find what it is Mm -hmm. and just manage that emotion. So Mm -hmm. for me, like, I spend a lot of time by myself as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just because I don't like people. So it's just like okay, like. You can be social when you need to be, and then you can also be not when you don't want to be. Mm, that's true. So there's no like again right formula. It's a formula that fits you, your temperament, what you want, and so forth. Okay. I was I was going to ask you what what are your plans in the coming year or two or three years? Then I realized that you. I mean, you're amazing because you. I mean, it's a at, at that moment you feel some passionate about something and you just start it. So I'm sure if I ask you what's your plan in the next two or three years, you wouldn't. What we what would be your answer? Oh, it's super clear actually. Okay. Documentary series. Okay. And then also my new company, Sales Story Method. Mm-hmm. We're helping small business owners master sales psychology mm-hmm. and sell their services. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of education pieces. So there'll be like, you can go over to my page, you can go and see my videos that I'm launching twice okay. a week with like just small tips that you can learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then courses around that, around money and sales, because okay. I don't think they're dirty words. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. You, you mentioned something about money not, not being a dirty word, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, we're gonna have some interesting questions. Okay, I'm gonna ask you, um, what is your why? Why do you? What is the drive that you get up in the morning? What is your why? I think it's like I look at it back to. I know it sounds a bit strange, but I look at it back to my my father, and I just think like, can I leave the world better than when I came here? Um, and 
that gets me excited because like, that can be on an individual level, on an organization level, or whatever I apply myself to. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what my why is is all all about individual. Okay. Because I find that like the greatest like impact is when you change someone's life, mm-hmm. and you just see how their lives do. Like I've had some of my old clients who were like small business owners. Uh, get out of debt, who are now living the, their dream life, following their passion. And that gets me very excited okay. that to really help people understand that like, you can literally have true freedom if you want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gets me just quite excited about life. Okay. okay. What is something that most people don't know about you that you're really proud of? I think my friends. Okay. Yeah. I have some really solid friends that we've been friends for a long time that um, super, super, super grateful for. Okay. Like the one who came last week, like my best friend, we've been friends since we were like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took a lot of investment of time mm-hmm. to, to keep those friendships. Yeah. Um, but just like, just very supportive, very loving, and just, just very safe and makes the world much easier. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, sorry, because um, you're a world traveler, right? You've been to quite a few places in... So what, what do you think of, I mean, does, does the travel kind of like, um, you kind of open up and you kind of see the different culture? They kind of like, does that give you a different impression of people or does it give you, I don't know, you learn a bit more about what, what we humans are about, right? Because you, you kind of experience a different kind of cultures. Yeah. So, I don't know, um, would you think that you would be who you are today if you were just um, in Singapore? I think it's up to you how you want to like live it. So mm-hmm. like you can live in Singapore and only be friends with the people that you went to school with, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. And you could be in Singapore, try new activities every single weekend, mm-hmm. whether it's going and volunteering with animals or whether it's like learning a sport or something. Yeah. So what's cool about Singapore is like a melting pot. Mm-hmm. It's like it literally brings the whole world to our fingertips, mm-hmm. which is why I think Singapore is an amazing city. Okay. Um, but it's also how you choose to live it, yeah. right? If you just kind of don't do those things, then. I think travel was very eye-opening for me, but it also taught me that essentially we have a lot more similarities than we have the similarities. Like we all want to um, do good, we all want to feel loved, we all want to be safe. Like it's actually fundamentally human needs are not that different. Mm. Okay. Uh, What is your most humbling experience? Hmm. I would say that's actually in university or actually in high school. My mom used to drag me to drag me, like literally, okay. to go and volunteer at the children's cancer hospital. Okay. Right? Drag. Where like, was this? In Egypt. Okay. And it's like this horrible experience where these kids are dying, right? And you're like a 13, 14 year old kid being forced to like just like not force, it was force, but like <laughs> to go and chat with the kids and give them toys and I don't know, it just I think like the a second or third time I was there, I was like looking at a mother, mm-hmm. and I remember, like, just asking, like, oh, just like you know, hopefully God will like will take care of your kid. You don't want to say, right? Yeah. And she's like, He will. And I was just like, wow, like that's the beautifulness of faith, mm-hmm. and having that like strong belief that actually everything's gonna be okay, yeah. um, regardless of what you have or don't have. And that for me has been like one of those things where like wow, like it's just very powerful. The three truths or lessons, if, if, I mean, if today was your last day, what would you leave? Your words of wisdom. Wow, so deep. Yeah. Um, so I just wrote an article about like, advice to my 20-year-old self. Okay. Um, but one would be is that you are loved. Okay. I think a lot of times we feel like we're alone when actually we have people who are there if we just ask them to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think it's like just realizing that all the self-doubt is just self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Like as you get older, you realize, wow, that was so stupid. Like that was so stupid. And then you just don't realize that at the time. Um, I think the ultimate one is just like, just try. Um, the worst is you fail, yeah. but people won't remember that you failed. And just be kind to yourself. Okay. Um, okay, so <clears throat> definition of legacy. What is your what is your definition of legacy? So I'm gonna tell answer the question in a story. Okay. Because sure. I think it's probably the easiest way. Okay. So as a kid, my mom was um, like such a, like she's, she's amazing but she like nailed these stories in our heads okay. um, this one was about like people want to, this one girl wants to change the world okay. right so she went and she was like talking and speaking and doing all those things mm-hmm. and then as she got older she realized the world may be a bit too big right so let me focus on my region let me focus on Asia so she went to the same thing around Asia and then again maybe Asia's too big so she focused on on China right okay. that's where she's from and again, when did that? And then realized, mm, China may be a bit too big. Let me focus on my state, mm-hmm. and then my city, and then my community, and then my family, and myself. Okay. And I think a legacy is just being the best version of yourself and inspiring everyone around you to become the better version of themselves. Okay. Is it, I mean, because I read somewhere, if I remember this correctly, um, you want to create, you want to, for businesses to, to create impact in that sense, right? The impact of like, the, I don't know, bringing being joy or bringing goodness to the world in that sense, right? So is that what you focus on mean, most of the time? So to create that positive impact? I think the positive impact comes from just being kinder to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I think most of the times we hold ourselves back. So for me, that's what legacy is. It's just like realizing that just literally being the best version of yourself mm-hmm. will help you get everyone around you being better as well. Mm-hmm. But that I mean, personally, personally, I have like days where you know you just don't wanna, you know, you're just tired of doing the things. I mean, we we giving out so much good vibes and stuff. Sometimes you're just tired. So, do did you ever have to overcome that? I mean, do you ever have to you mean like burn out? Yeah, like like yeah, like burn out. Like oh my yeah. gosh, I wanna like, you know, just just take a break. I mean, everyone has it, but yeah, yeah for sure. How do you deal with that? I, mean, I, I think it's about knowing what grounds you. Okay. So now I have these like non-negotiable practices that I do. Okay. Um, before I was just like, oh, whatever, I can't, can't, everything can. <laughs> and now it's like, no, like every morning I must sit down. I must have time to actually think about my day. Okay. I have time, time to journal. Um, I like being in nature. So I make it a point that every single weekend I'm in, I'm in a park okay. for a couple of hours, um, just enjoying nature. So I just think there's some things that you need to do that will fuels you. Again, okay. there's no right thing, but it's about making sure that your energy is replenished mm-hmm. because if you constantly give, 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 at one point you're just going to take yeah. um, and it's just hard. Yeah, it does, it does get hard. Yeah. Okay. Five seconds fun because this is a fun bit. Okay. Okay, so uh, five questions, five seconds. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> no, but it's really fun. Okay, this time is really fun. Five seconds and five questions, okay? If okay. We're coming to the end of it. I mean, yeah. Mm. Craziest thing on your bucket list. You have a bucket list, right? Yeah. Craziest thing on your bucket list. But I think now just going to the Arctic. I think it's the craziest. Okay. That's. I mean, I don't know. Some people are just going naked at some. You know, like. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I so know. I've already done the naked thing in the wa- in the ocean. You really did? Yeah. yeah skin oh. dipping is something oh. not not that big a deal. <laughs> check. 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 Not even on my list. 
no, my list. Like also, like I realized with the list, mm -hmm. at one point the list doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like at the beginning when I was younger, I was like I have to check off things on my list, and now I'm just like whatever. Like who cares a shit about the list? Okay. Like it's there, it's cool, yeah. but there's things that you want to do. Everything it's new, so it's yeah. it's fine as well. That's true. Okay. Um, nasi lemak laksa. Oh my gosh, both. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard, right? Nice laksa, laksa. Laksa. Okay. Why laksa though? I love laksa. I, I love them both. You're asking like the hardest <laughs> question ever. Okay. Um if 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 life were a video game, what would some of the cheat codes be? The cheat codes? Cheat cheat codes. Like, you know, extra life or you know you can't die or you know like extra <laughs> I don't know. Invisible. You, you can do it. You can okay. <laughs> Try harder. Okay. One step at a time. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what's your? What do you think is your animal spirit? Oh my god, Mata lizard. I'm obsessed with them. Seriously. Obsessed. <laughs> I even have an Insta story where I like I go to the Macritchie every weekend. Yeah. And I, I post my morning like stories. Okay. So it's quite cute. Like hi, my name is Moni. I think it's cute. But everyone else thinks it's cute. Yeah, but why though? Is it? Is it? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I just like. I feel like they're so chilled. Okay. And they like kind of in their own element. Okay. And they're like hanging out. They're swimming. They're climbing trees. They're just like whatever. Like it's my world. <laughs> and I just. I think they're beautiful. They're yeah. beautiful creatures. Yeah. Um, my friend described it as like yeah, they're very calm. And the moment you piss them off, yeah. like really piss them off, yeah. they're gonna come and like. Yeah. So. Maybe I'm like that. I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe. No one has tested the. the yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Superpower. Mm -hmm. hmm. Is there any advice that you wanna? I mean, that that whole the conversation that we had. I think it's full of advice. Oh my gosh, it's like so many advice. Yeah, I know it's so many advice. Right? Is there something else that you might wanna add that I didn't, you know, didn't ask you about and stuff like? I'm just gonna emphasize again. Okay. Just the one percent. Get one percent better every single day. Okay. That's all you have to do. Okay. How can we support you? I know through the expedition, mm -hmm. right? You're raising funds for the expedition, yes. which is happening. Give me money. Give me money. <laughs> <laughs> and your you have a website, your Instagram or Facebook, if you yeah. Like so you can follow me on Sales Story Method. I'm Sales posting um, videos on Instagram as well as on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, comes twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays, where okay. I give very short tips. It's like a very long, helpful interview but I hope it's helpful okay um, so just short videos like two three minutes long okay your social media uh, Instagram or Facebook or anything uh, yeah so the sales story method or mm -hmm. Yasmin Khater how do you pronounce it I always Khater so when I was a kid just mm -hmm. to give you another story okay um, my email was why Khater right okay. at whatever okay. whatever the domain was <laughs> you almost revealed your email I, no, I, no, I don't use it, it anymore okay probably was like some random. Okay. Maybe it's Hotmail, I don't remember. I don't have it anymore. Uh, and everyone was like, who's YK and why do you hate them? Oh, so yeah. my last name oh, yeah. is called, it's like literally spelled hater. Yeah. So K hater. Yeah. So in Arabic, it's Khotan. But for people who can't speak Arabic, it's like Kater. I'm like, okay, my name is Kater. Uh, okay. But whatever, it doesn't make a difference. Okay, so y Yasmin. 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 I should be able to pronounce this, but I kind of know. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, um, thank you so much, Yasmin, and yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you, Yasmin, for being here. You've thank been you. such an inspiration. You really, you truly are. You're like...